Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew speaks on The Poor Widow's Saving Faith, preached on September 11th, 2011. War, disease, plague, death, hatred of every type is the result of the fall. Only faith in our Lord Jesus Christ can reverse the result of Adamic sin. Today, therefore, I speak from 1 Kings 17, 1 through 16, about saving faith of a poor Gentile widow of Seraphat in Sidon. So I'll speak three things. The faith of Jezebel and Ahab. Jezebel was the first feminist. The faith of Elijah, God's prophet. And thirdly, the faith of the widow in Sarephath. The faith of Jezebel and her husband Ahab was in Baal. Not in the God of Israel. The northern kingdom became apostate. From the days of Jeroboam. It rejected the worship of the true and living God Jehovah. The God of the covenant. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God who delivered Israel from Egyptian slavery. How quickly they forgot the Lord. Yet it was Solomon who introduced religious pluralism and syncretism into the nation. Solomon proved that economic prosperity never draws people closer to God. So we read Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. Filled with food, he became heavy and sleek. He abandoned the God who made him and rejected the rock, his savior. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to demons. But Ahab was the most vile king of Israel. He not only walked in all the ways of Jeroboam. In rejecting the Bible. Rejecting the worship of Jehovah. Rejecting the temple worship. Worshipping golden calves. He married Jezebel of Sidon. A Baal worshipper. And she introduced Baal worship in Israel. He built a temple for Baal in Israel. He also introduced the worship of Asherah pole, a vile sexual image. He ordained prophets of Baal and Asherah. And he and his feminist wife Jezebel killed the true prophets of God by the sword. 
They really believed Baal, the storm god, the god of rain, is the god of fertility and prosperity. People in America love prosperity. They love gold. So for a long time like Ahab, Jezebel and Israel, they have been serving Baal along with the rest of the world. Gold, not God, is their slogan. Most evangelicals serve Baal too. Oh yes, they serve Jesus to get more money, to get more stuff, to get more happiness. We worship consumerism, buy more stuff and be happy. Consumerism is to produce bigger economic growth. More consumption means more money. More money spells prosperity. And that is what happiness is. Sinful humans never realize that happiness is salvation from sin and death. Happiness is eternal life. Which Jesus Christ alone gives to those who believe and serve him alone. But friends, Baal is a fraud. It's like the gods of Egypt and Babylon is incompetent to give what it promises. All religions except true Christianity that proclaim salvation through Jesus Christ are incompetent to save anyone. True prosperity of salvation comes from the triune God, creator and redeemer. I say to you, Baal controls nothing. God of the Bible controls nature and all creation. He and he alone sends rain. He gives grain and wine and oil. He satisfies the hunger of all his creatures. Baal and Baal worshippers and Satan worshippers cannot help us. Baal worshippers are Satan worshippers. Satan comes not to save, not to make anyone truly happy. He comes, Jesus says, to steal, kill and destroy. He comes to give you pleasures of sin and then destroy you. Be not deceived, friends. God is not mocked. You must pay dearly for your sins in this world and in the world to come. Ahab and Jezebel worship Baal for the reign of fertility and prosperity. Suddenly there comes a prophet of the Lord to confront these demon worshippers. Who is this? He is Elijah dressed in a hairy garment with a leather belt. Dressed as a stern prophet. His name is Elijah. His name itself gives witness to the true God. 
because it means my God is charm. Yahweh, the Lord, the eternal I am, the God of heaven and earth, the God of the covenant, the God who saves and the God who judges. To Ahab, Jezebel, and all apostate Israel, Elijah declares, There shall be no rain until I say that there be rain. Listen, idol worshippers. He who defeated the gods of Egypt will defeat your Baal and prove him to be a fraud. God comes to judge. When we least expect him to come. He touches our economy, our security, our health, our everything. He punishes our sin. He must because he is holy and he is almighty. Second, the faith of Elijah. Elijah, the servant of God, must trust in God and obey him implicitly. Where there is true faith, there is full obedience. Faith without obedience is demonic. It is balism. If you call yourself a Christian, you declare to all the world that you are a follower of Jesus Christ and that you trust and obey him only. No, you not only hear his word, but you obey him implicitly. Therefore we read in chapter 17 of 1 Kings, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And the word of the Lord is coming to you, friend. The word of the Lord came to him telling him what to do. God has a right to tell us what to do. God does not beg. He always commands. And he said leave here. Leave Israel. Go eastward. Not westward. Eastward sir. Hide in the Kerit Ravine. East of the Jordan River. And you better obey everything he tells you. Drink water from the broke chariot. And eat what ravens bring you there. Because I have commanded them to do so. If you go someplace else, ravens will never bring food there. You must go where I told you. And stay there. And verse 5 says, so he did what the Lord had told him. Will God say that concerning you? That you heard the word and I did the word. He did not complain. He left Israel, went eastward, hid himself at Cherith Brook, east of Jordan. Friends, if you do not go in the way of the Lord... The way of the word, you shall not prosper. You don't like to hide, then you cannot be a prophet and be blessed. Hiding of the prophet was judgment on Israel. 
there is going to be a severe famine in Baal worshipping Israel. First famine of the physical bread, but then something more serious and severe than that. It is the famine of God's word from Elijah. It is judgment time, friends. It is not all prosperity. There is a time of judgment. God removes his presence and his saving word from apostate Israel. Friends, you are very blessed in this church because the prophet is not dead, nor is he removed, nor is he hiding. Are you hiding? No, he's not hiding. He's here, sir. He's declaring the word of God to you. You are very blessed. The man of God is prophesying the word of the Lord several times a week in this church. There is no famine here. If there is famine, it's your own making because you refuse to believe the word preached. Elijah did not complain about ravens, unclean birds. Lord, it's not right for you to send ravens carrying my bread and my meat twice a day. Elijah submitted to divine sovereignty. He stayed at Brook Cherith, east of Jordan. Ravens brought him food daily. Yes, friends, the birds, the winds, and the waves obey God. Then the word of the Lord came to him. We read in verse 8. Further direction. The brook Cherith dried up. Cherith means a drought. It was a mountain stream that was first to dry up. It tells you change and decay all around we see. We cannot count on anything. You lose your job, you get cancer. And your kid becomes wicked. And your husband becomes false. Friends, there is no abiding city here for God's people. But thank God, God does not die, nor does he dry up. When one door closes, he opens another. For he is the way. No more water, no more ravens bringing bread and meat twice a day. All stopped. But God leads his prophet along to a distant town called Sarephath in the Mediterranean coast, in the region of Sidon, ruled by Jezebel's father, a Baal worshiper. He who had commanded the ravens to supply food for his prophet has already commanded a poor, very poor widow, a Gentile widow, to supply food for Elijah. So the word came, rise, go at once to, to Seraphat inside him. 
There I commanded Abido to sustain you with food. Friends, Elijah was a man of faith. When God speaks, he demands obedience of faith. So Elijah left Brook Cherith and traveled a long distance and arrived tired and worn out at the gate of Sarephath. Friends, for God's people, there is no greater blessing and greater happiness than walking in the way of our shepherd. Walking where shepherd leads us. The narrow way, the highway of holiness that leads us to the abiding city of the living God. So verse 10 says, so he went. Complete obedience, sir. What about you? Do you obey without argument, without complaining, immediately? Because it is God who is speaking through your mother and your father and your pastor. Did you ever know that? It is God's arrangements. God said, those who honor me, I will honor. We honor God when we obey his word. That's why the fifth commandment says, honor your father and mother means obey them. You don't honor God by not obeying. The word came to him in verse 1, verse 2 and verse 8. And he did exactly, immediately and gladly the word of the Lord. Elijah was a prophet of strong faith in God. God has spoken. I believe his word and I do his will. That I may honor him and be blessed of him. Trust and obey is the only way of our happiness. To obey is better than all the sacrifices of thousands of big bulls. Go in the way of God and he will sustain you. By giving you at least, friends, bread and water. So we read in Isaiah 33 verse 16. This is the man who will dwell on the heights. His bread will be supplied. And water will not fail him. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Paul says in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 8, For if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. He says in Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And David said, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall lack nothing. God will command ravens to feed you. He commands a poor widow to feed you. He commands also angels to feed you. Remember Jesus after his resurrection fed the disciples with freshly grilled fish. 
miraculous fish and freshly baked miraculous bread on the seashore of Galilee. Trust him, friends. He is the living bread. He is the living water. He alone quenches your hunger and thirst. Not well. Number three, the faith of the poor widow. Faith has three aspects. First, not a tear. Information. And the Bible gives you information. Second, a census that you agree with what God has spoken. Number three, you trust in Jesus Christ and follow him. Fides est fiducia. Faith is trust. You say you love that girl. Why don't you marry the girl? It is when you marry that you trust. This poor widow was a bell worshipping Gentile. Like the Syrophoenician woman. Who exercised great faith in Jesus Christ. For the healing of his daughter. Friends gospel is the power of God. Under salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew and the Gentile. If Israel reject the gospel. Then Gentiles will welcome it. This widow's husband. The wage earner died. Maybe in the war. Maybe due to a disease. Maybe accident. Maybe somebody killed him. Widows were. Poorest of the poor. No social security. To help them. No laws to protect them. They were easily exploited by the society. In Luke 21, we see a poor widow, very poor, who only possessed two mites, very small copper coins, all of which he gave to God, all he owned on earth, all she had to live on. This widow of Seraphat was also very poor. Yet she, like the Samaritan woman, was God's chosen to be saved. So the prophet who left Ahab and Jezebel in judgment is sent to this widow by divine commission. Elijah asked for some water to a woman who was gathering some sticks. Probably Elijah saw her dress and surmised she was a widow. For widows dress differently from others. He asked for some water to drink. She was going to get the water. Elijah called her again and asked her to bring some bread along with the water. She said she had no bread to give to the prophet. She was going to prepare two silver dollar sized cakes with the leftover flour and oil. One for her son and one for herself. They would eat their last little meal together and then they would die. Friends, this is the condition of all Adam's descendants. For all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. St. Paul says in Romans 5.12. Therefore just as sin entered the world. Through one man. And death through sin. 
And in this way death came upon all men because all sinned. For the wages of sin is death. The widow was dying and her son was dying. But God sent his prophet all the way to Seraphath. To this widow and her son not to conduct their funeral but to bless them with life eternal sir. And I am speaking to you that you may have life. It is his will that you live. She knew she had sinned. She knew God must punish her. She thought Elijah was sent by God to punish her. But the truth was and is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son in the atoning death of the cross that those who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life for the wages of sin is death but that's not the whole story but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord but the widow must believe the prophet and obey the prophet. Remember Naaman, the rich Syrian general, the leper, the sinner, the unclean person. He came all the way to Israel to Elisha. And he heard the gospel. What was the gospel? Go and immerse yourself seven times in the Jordan River and you shall be healed. He refused. His pride was hurt. You can keep your pride and go to hell. Or lose it and go to heaven. His pride was hurt. He was angry. He would rather go to hell than repent and believe and be saved. Then something happened. He changed his mind. He repented. He believed. He obeyed Elijah. He went to River Jordan. He went into the river. He immersed himself not five times, seven times. And he was healed. He went back to Syria saved and happy to serve only the God of Israel. Jesus spoke about Naaman and this widow. There were other widows, there were other lepers in Israel. But they were not saved. May that not be true here. God is speaking to you. To save you. And heal you. And help you. And take you to heaven. So Elijah told the widow. I know all about your dying situation. As J. Robert Vanoy says in study Bible. Elijah asked this widow. First to make a cake with all she has and give it to the bearer of the word, the prophet. He says, God of the covenant, God who saved, demands all from us. To the rich young ruler, Jesus demanded all. Sell all you have, give it to the poor, then come and follow me. You will have eternal riches. Lose your life that you may possess your life. 
repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ you will be saved that's the gospel surrender all to Jesus and you will be saved first make a cake with all you have and bring it to me but make sure you make it first then you can make all the cakes you want for yourself and your son now hear the gospel as it is stated in verse 14 of chapter 17 of 1st Kings 4 because thank God he explains he doesn't have to because this is what the God of Israel that is the true God covenant God not that fraud he says the true God says that means he tells truth he cannot lie that means he can be fully trusted he tells truth what is the truth the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord not Baal gives rain on the land that is woman you and your son will not die you shall live God has sent me to tell you that he gives you life as a gift friends he believed she believed she obeyed she and her son were saved from death so let us read verse 15 and 16 of 1st King 17 she went away and did as Elijah had told her so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah word of the Lord spoken by Elijah that's what I'm doing friends no one can be saved without repentance and faith yet the Bible says repentance and faith are divine gifts to the elect sinners of Jews and Gentiles God in Jesus Christ comes to the elect dying sinner and commands live and they live Elijah tested the widow by grace she passed the test she believed and obeyed he gave him she gave him all she had and God gave her and her son life eternal and bread for their bodies God demands God demands he says love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength money sir all your money that's what it means Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you he gives you eternal life and all things our body needs where is the God of Elijah today? It's a good question you should ask. Where is this miracle working God? 
Friends, he has come down from heaven in the person of his son. He became incarnate. He was born of Virgin Mary. He pleased God by doing his will in his life and in his death. By his death he atoned our sins. He is our righteousness. He is our holiness. He is our atonement. He is our redemption. He is our life. Where is the God of Elijah? He is here today. You hear his words as the widow heard the word of God through Elijah. For we read where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am. The great I am. In their midst. I say to you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall not die. You shall live. Live forever. God of Elijah is here today to bless you. Listen to his voice. Trust and obey him. Offer him the sacrifice of a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He will save you. From his fullness you will receive grace upon grace. Friends, today I set before you life and death. Choose life. Pay attention to him that your peace, shalom, would be like a river. And your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Cry out like the publican, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Cry out like blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Cry out like the thief, dying thief from the cross. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Cry out and you enter into paradise today. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for your healing, your freedom, your bread. Have faith in God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help your people to live. Grant faith. Grant repentance. Save your people, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.